young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Ike, it's the most, well, the most wonderful time of the year is when Auburn's winning and competing for championships. But uh, until that happens, this is the most wonderful time of the year in terms of recruiting momentum. And I mentioned, I mentioned last week during the midweek rapport that I'm enjoying momentum that I haven't really seen to this extent in a while. Um, yeah. We're going to get it. We're going to start talking about it, but really want to have a family discussion with you as well as our Auburn family. You know, the portal has been a big topic and obviously with a, a incoming coach, even a person with the recruiting shops as Hugh Freeze, you know, recruiting is, is a relationship oriented business, right? And it's going to be very tough to kind of pull some of these kids. We'll talk about the high school kids in a minute. But the reason why the portal has become so big is for coaches just like Hugh Freeze who have to get guys in now. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the topic. And I think one of the more impressive, the more impressive gets so far has been guys who left Auburn to go into the portal that he's pulled back out of the portal. Uh, Zeke Walker, Landon King, uh, Chuck Dawson, have all went into the portal at some point this year. They're now back in the Auburn on the Auburn roster. So, question to you is: When you think about needs, you think about uh, just getting bodies on this roster. What's been the most significant return out of the portal from those guys, in your opinion? Uh, I mean, I think the guy who has shown the most so far is Landon King. Um, and I, but I think the most important for me is Walker, just because yes. of how thin we are at his spot, right? So um, defensive line is going to take a huge hit in this offseason, yes. and we need bodies in that room. And you want bodies that have already kind of been in your program for a little bit, just from the standpoint of you don't really know how people are going to make the transit. And not that Zeke Walker's had a lot of you know uh, significant snaps for Auburn, but. He's been through the strength program here. He understands what it's like to compete at this level already. Um, and depth is important, right? You want to cycle guys through who've kind of understood, they, they understood the college life, right? Trying to balance out college and practice and all that kind of thing and getting ready for games. Those That stuff is important, even if a guy hasn't seen a lot of playing time. So I think he's probably the most significant one in my mind. But again, Landon King to me is the one if, as far as coming back, that's shown something that Auburn fans are excited about. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I'd go with Zeke Walker. 
Yeah, I think I have to agree with you. Um, I think Landon King's the most exciting because we've seen him make some amazing plays. I think that's right. been the more frust that was the most frustrating portal uh, portal uh, departure in my opinion because mm-hmm. we saw flashes of greatness in Landon King, and even on our lives, people have asked why isn't he getting the ball right? So from the fact that we've seen what he's capable of and what he can do. It's excited that he's coming in, but to your point, I agree wholeheartedly, Ike, that getting a guy back to, I guess, take the pressure off of having to go grab guys out of the portal, um, you still got to get some guys, right? It's yeah. not like it's not like the job is done. We're we're done just because we got Zeke Walker back. But I think it right. takes some of the pressure off a guy who's familiar with Auburn, familiar with the players there. This was a huge get, in my opinion. So I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Uh, I mentioned to you before we went on offline, Capers has been kind of going back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was interested. In, he was talking about going into the portal, decided not to, but now he's in the portal. Mm-hmm. Do you expect him to be the fourth guy to return, or is he gone? Um, at this point in time, I don't think he's coming back uh, from the portal um, unless he goes shopping and nobody grabs him. Right. Like, I think it's one of those things where he's going to test the waters. And um, I do wonder about the timing of it, because you saw some guys that hit the portal um, and it seemed as if they were kind of notified. And and I'm thinking specifically of Zach Calzada notified. I don't know if that we've got a space for you here. Right. Like, it seemed like that was the conversation with Zach Calzada. And in that same day, that's when Capers was back in the portal again. So I do wonder whether or not Marcus Marquise Robinson was another one that went in that short span of time. So I do wonder if those were conversations with the coaching staff. And out of that conversation, Caper said to himself, yeah, nah, this ain't going to work for me. Let me go ahead and do what I need to do. Um, so we'll see. Um, but right now I would not expect it, but I don't know anything specifically as to whether or not he's thinking about coming back. Uh, let me grab some some general comments. A lot of you guys, I'm trying to grab some of your comments. We'll discuss them as they fit into the flow of the show. So we see them. We'll definitely get to them. Unless you want to super chat us and we address it right now, that's also an option as well. You're more than free to do that. Dwayne Phillips says, understand this. The wreck is pissed that Hugh is in Auburn. If you think this is something, wait until you see who he flips next. Dwayne Phillips coming through with a little sneak peek teaser as to who he's either knows or hopes gets flipped next, but Auburn's been flipping some guys left and right. Uh, and th- there've been some impressive flips in my opinion. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been good so far to see, and we'll talk about some of them that have come through today. Um, uh, but it's, be- it's been good to see the energy, um, as you said, back into the recruiting. And it's not really like, uh, again, I think it is a, a little bit of, more, it's more so Hugh Freeze's energy than it is Auburn's energy because we've always had recruiters that were out there. Listen, yeah. Zach Etheridge, um, Cadillac, Travon, those guys were all on the staff last year, right? So it's not as if we have new recruiters out here doing work. It's just the energy from the head coach seems to be a little different towards what the recruiting efforts are, and that spurs the engine or that fuels the engine for what we've got going on. But it's good to see that energy, and I think that that energy kind of permeates into the fan base Un, un, the unfortunate reality is it's going to probably lead to some um, some expectations that'll go out of whack soon. They'll be like, oh, we back and we're going to win the SEC. And it's like, man, it, it takes time for guys to gel. And I, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying we can't. I'm saying I need to see the product on the field because having the talent and not being able to make it work on the field makes you Texas A&M. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I'm working on some some little buzzwords, but I, it just sounds like the freeze effect here is that, mm-hmm. again, Zach Etheridge has been here the whole time and he's been a dog on a recruiting trail. But I right. think having a dog as a head coach just it, it, it gives it that added push that this coaching staff needed for sure. Um, I guess I guess what I want to ask you, Ike, as it pertains to this is the excitement that. You know, a lot of people are saying, yeah, but we need to close. Yeah, but we need to close. But there's been a there's been a point in time, I just over the past few years, we didn't even have we weren't even in it to even have hope <laughs> to even right. land some of these guys. Yeah. I think what we're seeing now because of this, because of the energy with this coaching staff, there's hope now. There was a time maybe a year or so ago, uh, the two kids out of Montgomery, they don't come back on the final weekend uh, right. before the early signing period. So we already would have our answer at the very least. It's a delayed. If they do decide to sign with Alabama, it's delayed. It's not. Well, we knew they weren't going right. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're, we're seeing baby steps to even have the hope that we have is good. In my opinion. Now, yeah. granted it lead, it'll lead to a little bit of dilute disillusionment because, you know, again, we're, we're going to be championship in, in championship of bust in a year or two. But I'm enjoying the ride for sure. Let's let's talk about some of the let's talk about some of the uh, portal guy or actually the high school kids. Uh, Auburn hosted a lot of guys this weekend, and it has led to some flips. Mm-hmm. We've been flipping guys left and right. We'll start with the first kid, Stephen Johnson. Um, he's an Arkansas decommit three-star defensive lineman out of Whitewater High School. As Fayetteville, Georgia, big guy. Uh, Ike, you talked about the need the need to get some bodies up front. Yeah. This is one of them, um, and he's close to home. Uh, six foot four, three hundred fifteen pounds. Um, he was on a visit. Was it an official? It was an official visit, right? This weekend was it unofficial? I uh, actually not sure. Either way, he was in Auburn this past weekend, and decommitted from Arkansas and has committed to the good guys. We've already talked about Auburn uh, landing verbal commitments from the offensive line. We have four kids out of high school committed to the offensive line. Uh, We also know that moving forward, our defensive line has to be worked out. Um, Obviously, we talked about Zeke Walker and the immediate help that he provides, but you also got to recruit for the future, especially in this new type of defense. I'm not sure if it's 3-4 or 4-3, but you need a plugger like this kid uh, that that we got here in Johnson. Thoughts about this pickup, Ike? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's important. You know, we just talked about, or I just gave my thoughts on Zeke Walker coming back. Um, Having people movers up front, it helps you in the type of defense, which I saw somebody ask what was going on with watch the film. Don't worry, guys. I got y'all. Listen, I'm going to be straight up with y'all. It takes time for me to go through film and pick out the stuff that I want to be able to do. It's not like the watch the film sessions where I'm just reviewing a game. Like if y'all want to, we could just go sit down and review an entire game of somebody's stuff. Right. But like, I'm trying to get something very specific to show you scheme stuff. So it's going to take me a little bit more time because I got so much other stuff that I'm trying to get done for the channel. Um, but um, what what I do know about the guys up front necessary to make this work is you need you really need run stuffers. Right. You need yeah. three down linemen in this defense that. 
can go and they can make it difficult for, for teams to try to run up the middle. And then you need speedy linebackers to be able to make up for stuff around the outside. I mean, every every defense wants that. But you ha- if you have three really good or really six guys that you can rotate in in the middle there, um, it's going to be difficult for teams to be able to run the ball on Auburn. And he's a big body. You add the Jason Jones in there. Marcus Harris still supposed to be coming back. Like, you, you've got a formidable Zeke Walker coming back, right? You've got a formidable mix now of big bodies that you can get in there. And Nietzsche Sledge, bro, if y'all haven't seen the Nietzsche Sledge, what he looks like right now. Yeah. Yeah, our defensive line could be really good. It could be really good just from an, an a physicality standpoint. We could be really good. Um potentially right now so looking forward to it but yeah to to this guy specifically listen um arkansas barry odom those guys are not um slouches when it comes to what they want to do up front defensively so if they were looking at him then you know he's 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 quality sec defenses they're going to want big bodies uh steven johnson fits the bill 100 i am hop says this crew reminds me of chiswick staff recruiting wise they are getting after it Chiz could definitely recruit. He could. He has some. He has some dogs on his staff. He has some serious guys on his staff for sure. And and Chizik definitely. I mean, he was definitely a guy who could recruit in the living room for sure. Um, so definitely agree with you there. Ike, you talked about you talked about numbers in terms of who who you think could possibly sign on Wednesday out of high school. Um, we're not going to talk JUCOs just yet. But just talk about the high school kids and some of the numbers there as it pertains to uh, some of the guys. I know there. I know we know that uh, the kid out of out of Montgomery, the running back uh, Jeremiah Cobb, he will mm-hmm. be signing on National Signing Day. Um, yeah. He will not be an early enrollee, so that is why he will be signing um, 100% to Auburn, as far as we know. Yep. Um, that's a long way off, though. But he is he is firm to Auburn, but he will be signing on National Signing Day. But who are some guys that you think you would expect to be in the fold come Wednesday? Yeah, so we, I mean, right now we've we listed as having 15 commits and then the one transfer. Um, I would anticipate 11 or 12 of these guys going ahead and signing just because some of them are recent flips. I don't see a reason to flip this close to early signing day and not go ahead and sign your your letter, letter of intent. Right. Um, so we're talking about folks like Connor Liu. Right. Clay Whedon, who flipped recently. Brayton Joyner's been out there on the um, trail for us since he got his commitment. Uh, um, he's a day one. He, he's yeah. one of our day ones. So I don't see him waiting. Yeah. And so it, it remind, he he reminds me a lot of how um, what's the kid's name running back from last year? Um, Austin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Damari Austin. Damari Austin. How Damari Austin was when he got hit, when he committed he was committed to trying to go get other guys to come in as well. So he's, he's very much active out there and trying to do the work. Um, so I'm expecting that um, you look at guys like um, the kid from Lochapoca, I'm trying to find his name, Jacquavius uh, J- uh, Hart or Jacorius Hart, excuse me. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting him to go ahead and put it to paper. Um, the one I am curious on is whether or not like um deron reed has been doing a lot of war eagle on his timeline and uh but you know he's the one that that people have been kind of iffy about in his commitment if he go ahead if he goes ahead and sign i think that's going to be big i have a hard time well if he if he doesn't sign that would be questionable right um i know he had tweeted that he was excited about an offer he got from colorado Mm -hmm. um and a lot of people started to panic because of the Dion effect Right. Um, I don't know if he's going to visit. 
Colorado yet, or or if he has. But I do. I expect. I expect off signs point. I think the staff still feels good about him. Yeah. Um, I mean, so. he again. His his social media activity has looked like he's still a solid commit. Uh, but yeah. you know, you know, and and just because he was excited to get the offer doesn't mean it's like oh that's flattering. Thank you. It's almost like uh, you know we had to make the relationship analogies. It's like a guy that's not that cute and a girl's like oh thank you for the compliment. Like thank you, but all right. <laughs> like it, that doesn't mean you have a chance with me, but I appreciate the offer. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I do expect, uh, like I said of the 15, I'd be shocked if at least 10 of them didn't go ahead and put pens to paper on, um, on Wednesday. So looking for a very busy Wednesday. The other guy that is interesting out of the group that's been committed for a long time is Terrence love. Um, yeah. And so there's you no, know, speculation as to whether or not his commitment is still solid but i you know he hasn't indicated he's going anywhere uh wilkie denod i think is going to be solid and, and go ahead and come on um sorry i haven't heard anything about him um so i'm not really sure what the deal is there but he seems mm-hmm. like he's pretty solid um and he's been committed for close to a month now so yeah i mean again probably about 10 of these guys keon jenkins and uh jeremiah cobb now he, Keon Love. Jenkins was a questionable, but he did visit this weekend. From yeah, what, I think what Keon Jenkins wants to be here, but I think it's a situation where he might be getting offered a preferred walk-on status rather than an uh, um, him getting an actual Scully offer. So, um, so I, I for for that in that respect, I'm not sure whether or not he signs just from that regard. So it's Terrence Love, Keon Jenkins, and um, and uh, Jeremiah Cobb are the three that I'm like I'm. Doubtful that they sign Wednesday, mm-hmm. but uh, and then you could throw, like I said, Reed in there as a fourth. That, but but the rest of them, I expect to go ahead and, and and make it happen. Love Love got shaky up until Harson got fired. I think mm-hmm. that's when things started looking really iffy with him because he was pretty solid um, at one point. But um, yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with those guys for sure. Uh, we got a question here from Bay Lyman who asked, uh, Keith from On3 says, we could have a top 15 class. Y'all think we could end up with a top 15? I don't know. Um, I think if Auburn gets in the top 20, that's a that's a huge win, considering what work is left to be done in the transfer portal. Um, but your thoughts on that, Ike? I think it's possible. I mean, um, we talked about this when it initially happened um, with Coach Hugh Freeze coming on and his recruiting prowess that it was possible. I think a lot of it depends on what happens with the the Langston Hughes and Carver boys situations, right? If, if, If two or three of those guys come on board, yeah, then we'll, we'll probably land in the top 15. Um, But there, there's, you know, listen, we have a lot of momentum right now in recruiting and whether we do or not, I think between what we do in the high school commits and what we do in the transfer portal, we're going to see a significant, like I'm going to have to learn a new team because <laughs> I just like, I don't yeah, know. If I'm gonna know man, this team is going to look completely different next year, yeah. bro. Yeah. It's, I mean, that I mean, that's maybe that's a conversation we have after signing day, you know, maybe next, uh, so I guess next Sunday is Christmas, so we're likely not going to be live next Sunday. So maybe we record a conversation and we talk about yeah, post-signing day. We can do, day. That. We can do, we can do something about like, you know, who do we think is going to get, who's still going to be a starter on this team from last year. For sure. Like, because I don't, I mean, 
there, there aren't a lot of places where you can say right now, pencil him in as a starter. And so that's a conversation we can definitely have later this week. Uh, maybe. I mean, Jarquez, I think that's a safe, uh, that's, that's hey, probably a safe bit. That's, that's about as far as I'm willing to go. I would go Jarquez right and I mean, Keon, Keontae, you don't think? He wasn't technically a starter, though. Like, uh, he started some games, but okay. he, and where is he going to be start? Like, like I said, man, we can get into that conversation. I think it's an interesting one. So yeah, I'm let's, a, let's, we, let's, we can, let's, let's table that discussion. I, yeah. you, you just intrigued me there. I, I, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Uh, another kid who I think Ike would probably expect to be signing on Wednesday is someone who flipped this morning prior mm-hmm. to Steven Johnson coming on board. That is Sylvester Smith, a Tennessee decommit. Four-star safety out of Alabama, six foot one, 198 pounds, uh, 101st in the nation, 13th in the state, fifth at his position. Uh, Ike, it was actually being reported. I saw it somewhere where uh, this kid actually was interested in Auburn early in the cycle, but I don't think we really gave him any love. But mm-hmm. uh, Hugh Freeze staff comes in and uh, applies the pressure, and he's an Auburn Tiger. Yeah. Or at least in in commitment, uh, verbal commitment that is. So thoughts about this guy? Thoughts about the safety position um, and the secondary position? I know we're trying no. to flip another kid. We're trying to flip another kid who's I think he's uh, he hasn't committed to Ohio State, but he's he's been he's been entertaining Auburn a little bit. But talk about yeah. this kid real quick, man. Um, if you want to talk about a a room. So let me, I'll, I'll give props. Uh, I watched uh, Sam Pittman uh, presser. He was doing a preview of their bowl game coming up and they were just asking him a lot of questions about, you know, the turnover with his staff right now and decommits that are happening. This is before Steven Johnson even decommitted officially. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and transfers that were going out of the program and all this kind of stuff. And he was just talking about really his frustration with um, how, the whole thing is working and but he the the anecdote i want to get to is he made a comment about his time when he was at georgia um and he basically said when he got in there the first day his directive was improve your room right he was Mm -hmm. like they basically they were like you need a better quality of player in your room figure out how to go improve your room so his directive as far as like going and recruiting was i need to upgrade my room right and if there is a room at auburn that has 100% like from the time that he got here and I'm speaking of Zach Etheridge has been committed to the back end. We're going to constantly be constantly be looking for ways to upgrade that room. It's man, them DBs and safeties, bro. Like they had, they, we're going to bring a transfer in. We're going to bring, they going to bring some kids into that room to sure. compete every, like, even if you think you're solid, we're going to go bring in two more. Like, Marquise Gilbert didn't see the field last year, and he was the highest-rated safety coming out of JUCO. Mm. And they still went and got Craig McDonald in the transfer Yeah, portal. for sure. And we already had guys that had been playing safety that got a lot of the snaps there last year. So they were just like, I mean, you, we're got, not you satis- had Gilbert? You had Gilbert? Yep. <laughs> yeah. you, but they were not satisfied with saying, all right, well, we got, a, we got our starters. Let's lock in. No, it's like, all right, well, what happens if that person goes down? And we saw guys go down. Yeah. Right. And they needed other guys to come in. We had Caden Bridges on the team already. They was like, nah, we're still going to go bring in Caleb Wooden. Right. We're Which still going to go in. Up. Yeah. We're still going to go get Keontae Scott. We're still, you know, we, we've we got uh, Pritchett on the outside. We're still going to go get 
uh, JD Rim and um, what's the the kid that flipped from um, LSU? Osbury. Uh, Osbury. We're still gonna go get all these guys, and they're gonna compete in this room, and and somebody's gonna get fleshed out of that process. But we're just gonna keep adding to this room so that when we get out of spring, we've got enough bodies that we know we can throw somebody in there, and they're gonna be good. Um, and so, yeah, I like the fact that they've gone after this kid as a Tennessee commit. Um, and they're just saying, we're going to keep upgrading this room. And even if it's not, he's better than people we have in the room. Again, what they're saying is we're going to raise the floor of the room. Our worst guy is going to be amazing. That's the the thought process that they're having right now with uh, that DB situation. Uh, 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 something that came to my, my mind, Ike, uh, we need to do a show where we talk about schematically what we're doing defensively and then look at the guys who we like for certain positions. I'm curious mm-hmm. who the star guy is going to be on this team. I have I have a nominee, but we'll mm-hmm. talk about that at a later time. So for just, sure. just yeah, I a, think that's going to be interesting. That's that's a, just a little just a little little teaser. I, I thought I'll just drop there for you. Um, a lot of people are talking about uh, Quay Rousseau and uh, James Smith. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe James Smith came came over the weekend. There was Q Freeze went to go visit these kids early in the week. Listen, Ike, let's let's again hope, excitement, right? Yeah. Forget what happens. There, how many times over the past decade has Auburn's head coach gone into the living room of a top, a high priority kid in the state? A highly recruited kid in this state, only for Nick Saban to come a day later and the kid stays and they're not visiting Auburn anymore. How many times has that happened? Yeah, it's I mean, it's happened a lot with him. It's starting to happen with Kirby Smart, man. Like, yeah, um, it's good to not fe- have to be like super anxious towards your recruits because you feel like you've got a solid plan for how you've you've recruited them and a solid plan for how you've communicated how you're going to be utilizing them. Um, Because that's really the biggest thing is like uh, some of these places, we don't we don't have tape that we can throw on and and trophies to to flaunt in front of kids. Right. Yeah. Um, So you've got to sell them on a vision and you've got to sell them on uh, a change in the direction of what's going to be happening, not just at your program, you know, because you can have positive momentum at your program. You know, look at South Carolina. Right. South Carolina has had positive momentum the last two years but it hasn't resulted in a bunch of wins. Right. They've, you know, they, they've won some games that they, that people didn't think that they were supposed to, but nobody's thinking South Carolina is any danger to take over the sec East. Fair, fair. Right. Fair. And so positive momentum is one thing, but then at some point in time, you have to sell them that our momentum changes the trajectory of the conference. We're going to start being big dogs in this conference. What Tennessee was starting to do this year, in a sense. Right. What Georgia did three years ago. Yeah. Right. Georgia, they, he, Kirby Smart came in there, and those kids that came into that program said to themselves, We're going to dominate this conference. The, folk, the kids at LSU thought that they were about to go and do it, right? Like they mm-hmm. thought, Oh, man, it, right. LSU right. is now, we, we own the West. That didn't work out so well, right? And, and then they're, now they're back in, in contention with a new coach but they thought they were doing it with the last guy. Right. You know, and that's where you have, you have to start getting into a place where those people in every room start to believe this is our conference. 
and it's going to be our conference for the foreseeable future. Um, and I think that you're starting to see kids who actually believe that and they think that they can, for the next two to three years, make a difference in what the trajectory of our program is. One of the one of the before we get to the break, I, one of the biggest things I've been hearing, it's almost been kind of starting to become consistent is and you you hear it a lot with an incoming coach. It's not like very rarely do an incoming coach come in and kids say, I don't know what the vision is at the school, mm-hmm. but. The kids see that, hey, Auburn is Auburn is appears to be going in a different direction. Mm-hmm. I like they see they see a shift with Auburn. And right. I think that creates an excitement. Um, you have to sustain that with some dubs, some right. some victories uh, to keep that momentum going. But I, I like the fact that kids who have not been recruited by and large by this staff. You've had some guys been duct taping this class together like Zach Etheridge because mm-hmm. their primary guys have been let go. But for Auburn to be kind of behind the eight ball and for the kids to see the vision and still find it intriguing is definitely a plus. Plus. 